Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast this week. It's Tuesday, May the 11th. I'm Todd Stiles, one of the pastors here at First Family Church in Ankeny. And I'm excited to bring to you two items related to last week's texts and message. Um, And I think they'll help us uh, gather more understanding, have some more insight into the work of the Holy Spirit. In case you are not aware, we are in a... um, Oh, nine or ten week series on the Holy Spirit, God's presence and power among us. And we're laying groundwork in this series. Uh, we're taking a biblical theological look at the Holy Spirit. We're laying groundwork for what we hope um, will serve us well when we get back into Ephesians, especially chapters four through six. And yesterday we looked at the creating work of the Holy Spirit, making this point mo- uh, multiple times throughout our time together in God's Word that there is no life of any kind without the creating, regenerating breath of God, the Holy Spirit. And when we looked at the Holy Spirit's role in creation as uh, the one poised to release the power of God based on Genesis 1-2, we we kind of asked this question as a teaser. So if, if the Holy Spirit is the one who made us, based on Job 33, 4, when it says the Spirit of God made me, the breath of the Almighty is in me. Um, and yet we see Genesis 1 saying that God made the heavens and the earth. And we see in John 1 that nothing was made without the Son. We ask this question, so who created the heavens and the earth and all that was in it, including mankind? Was it God the Father, God the Son, or God the Holy Spirit? And the answer was yes, it was God. And there is a doctrine that allows us and that uh, provides for us a framework and a foundation for seeing that as true, for knowing that there is one God in three persons who actually simultaneously and in unity uh, acts on behalf of the people of God uh, and for the people of God. For that matter, all people in many instances, such as in creation. It's known as the doctrine of inseparable operations. And and really, what the doctrine of inseparable operations uh, means is that all the works of the triune God with respect to the creation, in other words, operations external to the Trinity, they are works of all three persons of the Godhead. Or to put it another way, All three persons of the Holy Trinity are at work in every action outside of the Trinity's life. So while there are distinct roles and functions, it's not as if there are separate actions of which uh, another person of the Trinity does not take part. And what this does is this helps us not veer into three gods, Instead, this keeps us grounded in Trinitarian biblical doctrine, that there is one God in three persons. And when it comes to actions outside or external to the Trinity, um, then all three persons of the Godhead are involved in that. This is known as the doctrine of inseparable operations. And I just want to remind you, it may seem obscure and remote. It may not be something you have to have on the tip of your tongue, but it is a doctrine taught in Scripture that enables us to make sure we understand 
that we don't have three gods doing separate things and working together. It is one God in three persons, and when it comes to any activity outside of the Trinity, their own fellowship, uh, they are doing them simultaneously as one, and yet with distinct roles and personages. One other item that I want to bring to your attention that I think is very intriguing, very insightful, and quite formative in how we view even God's work in the church now is this, that when the Holy Spirit of God, the agent of God's power, the avenue or the, the way God mediates His power and presence, when the Holy Spirit of God acts with power, the result is never chaos. It's always order. We see this in the beginning in Genesis 1, where there's uh, darkness, there's uh, you know no form, there's a void, but the Holy Spirit of God is poised. He's hovering. He's ready to, to be activated at the voice of God the Father and release God's power for order, for creation, and to bring to pass, based on God's Word, all that's necessary for the flourishing of mankind, who is the pinnacle of God's creation. I bring that up because I think it's important as we think about the Holy Spirit's power within the church today in uh, distributing and sovereignly giving spiritual gifts, the result of, of His display of power, even in those moments, will not be chaos. It will be order. The same thing is true when the Holy Spirit fills us and He indwells us permanently. He lives in us as believers and there is the sense in which we are to be being filled with the Spirit based on Ephesians 5.18. So as the Spirit has more influence and control in and of our life, the result is always order, never chaos. When the church sees spiritual gifts properly um, utilized and understood, and, and, and as the Spirit gives them and as the church employs them, as we see God on display, the, the result, again, will not be ecstatic, uh, uncontrollable, uninterpretable events. Instead, it will be orderly events. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 14, in the passage on the gifts of the Spirit, such as interpreted tongues, prophecy, teaching, mercy, uh, gifts of healing, and so forth, near the end of that chapter, the writer, Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he was carried along by the Holy Spirit. He writes that God is a God of order and to let all things be done decently and in order. So where you see chaos and um, uh, random, randomness to the point that it's unintelligible and we don't know what's happening, um, I would caution and put a strong yellow flag that that may not be the work of the Spirit, because where the Spirit's creating power is at work. There is order um, and not chaos. I'll go even a step further and just remind you, this is true personally. When, when, when God saves people by the blowing of His Spirit, John chapter 3, uh, then those lives go from um, you know, uh, a chaotic mess of sin to an orderly, disciplined life of obedience. Now, our personalities look different. The way we go about things, that's different. We're not speaking of that, but we're speaking of 
of of how God's spirit and the power he brings changes things. And he never changes things to where there's chaos. He changes things. He transforms us to where there's order and discipline and obedience. Whether it's in the Christian's sexual ethic, um, the marriage relationship, church structure, what you find in the scriptures, where the Holy Spirit is evidentially, manifestly, actively powerful and displayed, you find order, order based on God's word, order based on God's intention and design. My prayer this week is that we will continue to keep in step with the Spirit, that we'll continue to be hungry for more of God's presence and power, uh, the control of His Holy Spirit, that we'll live lives of ordered disciplined obedience for the mission of God. And I'll talk to you again next week here on the Extra Point Podcast.